Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Feisty, fearless, and fair. Telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, the Pentagon confirming that weapons experts, inspectors, are on the boots in Ukraine. This is a major development in the war against Russia, of course, by Ukraine and the U.S. involvement. Because remember, President Biden at first said, uh, U.S. troops, when you go into Ukraine, and then had to correct himself on that stumble, that very famous stumble when he was in southern Poland, Well, now, guess what? He may be right. Maybe all along he was planning on sending some sort of U.S. military support into the ground there. There have been a couple officials protecting the U.S. embassy in Kiev, but this does escalate things and certainly also will be used by propaganda purposes, you can bet, by Vladimir Putin. Because as we are looking at all of the developments now, They are saying that they're there to make sure that weapons, U.S. provided weapons specifically, are getting into the right hands, that they are being trained properly, they're being used properly to facilitate the Ukrainians to help them in operation and to make sure that they get to the front lines. But the question is, what does this mean to the war on terror? What does this mean in the Russia-Ukraine war? And will Russia now use this as propaganda to say, quote, that U.S. troops are on the ground in Ukraine? It certainly steps up U.S. involvement. And many people are saying, boy, this looks like maybe the way that Vietnam started and some other things. Remember, advisors were originally sent into Vietnam years ago, and it never was officially declared a war. We, of course, all hope that it doesn't get to that. Um, But certainly it definitely raises the spectrum as soon as you see that now the Pentagon confirming that indeed inspectors from the U.S. are on the ground, that U.S. military boots on the ground in Ukraine in a very limited fashion. But you can bet that Putin and others will be using this for major propaganda purposes. And we will keep you posted. Big development just coming a few hours ago that indeed more are on the way, some are already there. What does this mean to the war on terror? And are you concerned? Because we've got a president who earlier today, and we'll play it later, was confused as to whether it's Ukraine or Iraq. He was confused as to where his son died. I mean, there are so many issues. Is this the time and is this the commander-in-chief who can handle all the complexities of war and the complexities of just the impression of boots on the ground and now physically boots on the ground as well. And what Putin will do, what other bad actors might do in response, it just opens up a big, big can of worms. And what do you make of the timing of this? Because you can't mistake the fact we are right before the midterm elections. The midterm elections are literally days away. 
Is this a wag the dog? Is this something uh, political? We often see that where things heighten uh, for the commander-in-chief in given developments. It's interesting that the timing now, why this, why now? Boy, a lot of questions. Real quick, actually, let's go to Norm in Brooklyn. Go ahead, Norm. You're here on the show. Hello. Hello, Rita. I'm with Pete here. We're driving back from the Zeldin uh, uh, rally out in Staten Island. Oh, wow. How was the rally, by the way? And in fact, by the, the way, Norm... The rally was fantastic. It was nothing like the Lousy Hochul rally where she doesn't even show up to her own rallies. Um, it was fantastic. I don't know how many was it. A couple thousand people there, Pete? couple... I don't know. There was thousands there. And, I love... Uh, it I was, love by uh, the way, Norm, I love that we're getting the play-by-play from you. This is great. Yeah, we're getting, is... Play, we're getting the play-by-play. Listen, um, you, you're talking... I, I, you you want to talk about Biden and the, and the, and the us going into the Ukraine. This could be it, Rita. This could be that distraction that I was talking about. Now, I was talking perhaps a nuclear explosion, some more disease. I don't know. This could be it. World War Three. I don't know. Um, it's insane. We have no business sending troops into Ukraine. No business, in my opinion, Rita, of course. Um, Well, that's why, by the way, by the way, and you and I, Norm, you know, you know that I'm a big supporter of, of course, protecting Poland, protecting uh, freedom loving peoples around the world and NATO especially. Um, But I agree with you that it's very concerning. As soon as I heard that there was this development, I thought, uh oh, this is not good. The timing, I wonder, too, right before the midterms. I mean, there's just a lot of things, and I'm not I'm not comfortable that this president uh, can handle the complexities. He didn't do anything to thwart Putin from going in to begin with. Um, I mean, there's there are just so many issues here. Um, Norm, thank you. I always love hearing from you. You are just awesome. Thank you. And real quick, let's go to Dan from Ohio, who's calling in. Dan, your thoughts? Yes, uh, Rita. I told you many months ago that to be over. 10 million of the 40 million people in Ukraine would be end up being refugees. Now with our troops over there, we're going to see 300 million people die from nuclear war in Europe. Why do you think that? You think it's just going to escalate things so much? Yes, because Ukraine is a breadbasket of Europe. It feeds 640 million people. And we, we couldn't listen to Henry Kissinger when he said that Ukraine belonged to Russia back in 1300, and we wouldn't have this if we listened to Henry Kissinger. Well, Dan, thank you very much. It is a, I'll tell you, as we stand right now, I am deeply, deeply concerned, as you are, um, because I think it sends a message at a time where Putin clearly is looking for anything he can to create sort of a false flag or to create some drama to say, hey, this is why we had to do X. Um, and he's been dangling this whole nuclear threat, which is just frightening, but the madman with nuclear capabilities. And to do it right now before the election, there's just a lot of things that are surprising, make me uncomfortable and deeply, deeply concerning, as it clearly is for you, too, Dan. Thank you very much, Dan. We appreciate it. And everybody, we're going to continue with your calls in a moment and get your thoughts on this huge development that now there are U.S. troops on the ground Just inspectors, very limited amount for weapons inspections to make sure they're getting in the right hands, they're being handled properly. Uh, But why now? And why is this coming out now? Why is it happening now? Any coincidence that it's right before the midterm elections? And speaking of the midterm elections, 
big news as a new poll that just came out shows Lee Zeldin ahead of Kathy Hochul in the New York governor's race in the bluest of blue states of New York. He has been surging of late. And who could forget this very recent blockbuster debate between the two of them when he kept saying, why won't you answer? What are you going to do about criminals? Why won't you answer that there shouldn't be this no cash, you know, this bail, no cash bail where they're letting them out? Why? Where should there be this revolving door? What are you going to do about criminals? She kept dodging and weaving and dodging and weaving. And then finally, she made this statement that I think really hurt her tremendously. This was during the debate last week. This governor, who still to this moment, we're not, what are we, halfway through the debate? She still hasn't talked about locking up anyone committing any crimes. Okay. Anyone is- who commits a crime under our laws, especially with the change they made to bail, has consequences. I don't know why that's so important to you. I don't know why it's so important to you. And it has been hurting her since that time. That was the big headline from that debate. And joining us now is someone who is one of the best, best pollsters out there, really has his pulse on this race and so many others. The great John McLaughlin pollster, CEO and partner of McLaughlin and Associates. John, thanks for being here on the Rita Cosby Show. It's a pleasure to be with you again. And it's uh, six days from election. So, uh, really prime time very busy and that was that soundbite that you played that was the defining moment of the debate the defining moment of the the race and what it's all about in terms of lee's passion for making new york safe again for the people of new york and governor hochel's disregard or uh, certainly disconnect and totally out of touch with what's going on in new york so uh we've got six days to fire people up to make sure they go out vote early because you have early in-person voting now and uh uh, get out uh, or at the latest get out on November 8th and vote vote at the polls. So. Absolutely. By the way, John, I don't know if you heard the top of the show. We had uh, Norman call in, one of our callers call in, Norman, uh-huh. and he was with some other guys um, from the area. They just came back from a Zeldin rally, ironically, and they were saying that it was packed, that there were thousands. He also has been following Hochul just to see sort of the turnout. He's a, a Zeldin fan, but he said at her rallies, it's been very thin crowds. Often she doesn't even show up at a lot of them. But he said Zeldin's rallies are energized. They're packed. Um, What do you think is going to happen, John McLaughlin, a great pollster, between now and election night? Do you think Zeldin is going to pull it out? Yeah, Lee has the – we definitely have the momentum to win. Uh, You know, the the rally in Staten Island tonight was was certainly well attended, very well attended. You know, Saturday when they had Governor DeSantis there, it was – over 10,000 people in Suffolk County. Uh, yesterday in Westchester with Governor Pataki there, Governor Yunkin from Virginia, Lee Zeldin had a couple thousand people during the middle of the day in suburban Westchester County. And tomorrow night there's going to be a rally in Nassau County uh, for the Zeldin campaign. That'll be a packed house. And uh, so New Yorkers are ready because, I mean, and, and the polls that we trust, like Trafalgar, which has been historically accurate in the last few years, um, you had a, you, you've had polls out like uh, 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 Kellyanne Conway put out a poll to Dead Heat 47-47. Uh, Trafalgar had us up by a point. I can tell you that from what I'm seeing in my polls, Trafalgar's right. And, uh, uh, no, Lee's got the momentum to win. And Governor Hochul is in big trouble because when you're an incumbent and you're under 50 percent, and granted she was never elected by herself, she was always on a ticket with Andrew Cuomo, but she's under 50 
And those polls are decidedly Democratic polls where there's more Democrats because right now we're getting a third of the vote in New York City. We're getting a fifth of the Democratic vote. Democrat, common sense Democrats are coming on board the Zeldin campaign, and it's all about crime. We saw this last year in Nassau County when we elected Ann Donnelly, DA, and beat Todd Kaminsky because he co-sponsored this foolish Cassius bail law. And then we uh, also elected Blake, Bruce Blakeman, the uh, county executive. And then we beat the Democrat proposition statewide where they wanted same-day registration and they wanted no-excuse absentees so they could ballot harvest and uh, beat us you know, after Election Day. So the people in New York have been on a roll since last year, and uh, now we've got a we've got a November eighth. Lee Zeldin making him governor is going to fix a lot of things in New York. So uh, we've got six days to really uh, keep pushing this to get people out, get them to vote early in person, or vote uh, on election day on November eighth. And Lee has said uh, day one he will get rid of soft on crime. DA Alvin Bragg uh, declare a crime emergency. You know it, what's interesting, John McLaughlin is that what a contrast to Kathy Hochul. And and I'll just tell you, I was surprised, and you've covered politics a long time, John, both of us have, uh, you even much more intimately, of course, as a great pollster there. And I was surprised during the debate that she didn't have a better answer, that she kept dodging. I kept saying dodging and weaving. And then when she finally comes up with her answer, it was such a, it was a terrible answer and it was such a disconnect. But then what's even more interesting, John, she was on Al Sharpton. I'm sure you saw over the weekend on MSNBC. Mm -hmm. I want to play this and get you to react because she doubled down. It's like she's making us think like, what crime? Uh, it's, it's so, it's, it's really actually insulting to everybody living in New York and everybody across the country where crime is skyrocketing, to have somebody who is a sitting governor basically say, you're making it up when we see it and we feel it every day and the numbers show it in many, many categories, it is skyrocketing. And then the best she can say is it's a right-wing conspiracy. Here she is. This is her, John, on uh, with Al Sharpton over the weekend. Take a listen. These are master manipulators. They have this conspiracy going all across America to try and convince people that in democratic states they're not as safe. Well, guess what? They're also not only election deniers, they're data deniers. The data shows that shootings and murders are down in our state by 15%, even in New York City, down 20% on Long Island, where Lee Zeldin comes from. And it's the, it's the, it's the Republican states where they have almost no restrictions on guns, because of the abundance of guns, people are killing each other with more frequency. The safer places are the Democratic states. And you know what's ironic? Uh, 11 of the 15 cities with the worst crime are run by Democrats. Crime in New York is up 31 percent. You have even the, the head of uh, the former transportation uh, boss, Sarah Feinberg, was coming out and blasting her. I mean, you know, was with a Democrat. You know, it's like, oh, it, it is incredible. We all see it with our own two eyes. And she wants us to believe that it's not happening. Burglary up 32 percent, assault up 18 percent, robbery up 38 percent. Anything more you need, Governor Hochul? It's astounding, John McLaughlin, that, that she's basically just dismissing it. Well, uh, by the way, the public safety, there's no Republican or Democrat partisan advantage to that as much as there's just all New Yorkers are invested in this. And when she said that crime is not up, you know, we're not fools. 
I mean, you know, people, you go on the subways, you have to look over your shoulder. You never know if somebody's going to come up behind you, push you off the platform. You've had scores of people pushed off trains. trains. You get people attacked, you get people knifed. And they're being, we have crime victims in our ads. Nassau County Republicans put up an ad uh, uh, with, with a woman who lost her son in a stabbing after he came back from the Army. I mean, this is, this is just, um, you know, Madeline Brain was the name of the woman, very, very woman. But it's too often in New York State. We've got crime victims and ads up in uh, uh, Syracuse and, and, and in other parts of the state where there's way too many people that, you know, this is personal for them. And then and they're Republicans, they're Democrats, they're independents. I mean, the sad part about those statistics is there's real people behind them. And we've seen terrible tragedies happen this year, uh, whether it was a, a – the, the the fire lieutenant who was stabbed in a store while she was going for for lunch, uh, the father of a, a Marist student was in a courtyard Mary Hotel going to see his son at, at Marist College. I mean, shot and and now she's par- this is the crazy part is she has she has paroled like eight thousand criminals or whatever with this law, but that on top of Cassius bail. And in the last six years, under Governor Cuomo and uh, Lieutenant or well now Governor Hochul. They've paroled 34 cop killers. So wow. it used to be, it used to be, you know, when you kill the cop, you were going to get the death penalty. And uh, then it became, well, life without parole means life without parole. Well, Eddie Burns' killers are up for parole. Remember back in 1988, the policeman was assassinated while guarding a witness outside their home by drug dealers? Yes, absolutely. Those, yes. Those assassins are up for parole. She shouldn't. Her people, who that she appoints to the pro board, shouldn't even be considering this. This is just and and you know if you if 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 you've got relatives who are in the police department, if you've got friends who are in the police department, they they're putting their lives on the on the line every day, and there's no deterrent to these killers. That that this is just uh, and she just stands there and her comments that this is some sort of conspiracy and the data is wrong or something like that. It, you know, it's just feeding Lee's campaign. It's just giving us the momentum. Absolutely. We need to win the next six days to win this, to win this and take back New York. So, uh, and Lee's got a solution. It, it shouldn't be that he has to call a crime emergency, but he's going to have to do it. And he's going to have to fire the soft on crime DAs that have, that have earned, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> the enmity the of the people that they're not enforcing the laws. So we'll have to get rid of them. One thousand uh, percent, John, one thousand percent. And I'll be cheering all the way on that one. Believe me, it's it is so outrageous. John, we got a heartbreak coming up. But I just want to say thank you so, so much. John McLaughlin, the great pollster. And we'll be talking with you soon, John. Thank you so much for joining us. OK, bye bye. Thank you, John. And when we come back, everybody, we're going to take your calls on this and also the new development, U.S. boots on the ground as inspectors in Ukraine. 1-800-848-9222. Crime on the rise. And Kathy Hochul says, what crime? The Rita Cosby Show. And you just heard from the great pollster, John McLaughlin, talking about this new Trafalgar poll that he says has been very accurate in the past, that polling, it's a well-known pollster, and it has Lee Zeldin up by one point in the New York governor's race. So will he potentially win on Tuesday night, less than a week away? Let's go to Bill, line eight. Your thoughts about this all? Hi, thanks, Rita. Um, what she's doing is also very smart, 
because she implied with that question, you know, why do you care so much about crime? She's implying in, that he's being racist to uh, want to aggressively go after. And here's why I say it. White women and black women, she's playing to because white liberal women in, in, in Upper East Side, Upper West Side, feel safe in their neighborhoods. Black women sympathize with their men, don't want them to go to jail. I'm not saying all, but when I was in jury duty, a black woman stood up and actually said, I'll never send a black man to jail. And, the judge and, said, okay, and Bill, by the way, I hear that there are people who say that on the flip side. Um, I've talked to so many people of all races and creeds, and they have all universally said crime is up right now. And they're very concerned about it. I think crime, sadly, is so bad right now. And it's affecting many of the African-American communities. That's been a big issue. In fact, Gianno Caldwell, one of the commentators on Fox, was saying earlier he was angry at Sharpton. He's like, how could Sharpton? He's an African-American. Giano, and he said it's affecting his community the most. And so I think good people of all stripes, all colors, all creeds want to be safe, deserve to be safe. And it's so pervasive, no one can escape it this go round. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, we want all of you to join the Red Apple Audio Network family in supporting our tri-state and national law enforcement departments and sign our petition to make our communities safe. You know how much we love supporting our men and women in law enforcement. So everybody head over to petition.ritacosbyonline.com. That's petition.ritacosbyonline.com right now. And if you support the men and women of law enforcement who put their lives on the line daily to protect all of us, and I certainly do, sign our petition to make communities safer by supporting law enforcement. So go to petition.ritacosbyonline.com and sign up now. Share it with your friends. Tell them we want to have tons of signatures and to be able to send a resounding message that we back our men and women in blue. Again, check it out on petition.ritacosbyonline.com. Also, everybody, make sure that you join 77 WABC and Ramsey Mazda as we honor law enforcement officers across the nation. That's going to happen this Thursday, November 3rd, with special guests and commentary. 77 WABC and Ramsey Mazda back the blue. It's this Thursday, November 3rd, and we're going to have some great interviews with leaders in law enforcement talking about why they got involved to give back, how tough it is right now to be on the front lines in law enforcement, and their message to Americans on how important it is to indeed back the blue. Make sure that you tune in, everybody, throughout the day on Thursday. I'm going to have some great interviews on Thursday night, and I'll also be moderating a panel that day with some top law enforcement officials because we love every night here on the Rita Cosby Show doing stories which back our men and women in blue. Well, some big news, everybody. Now the Pentagon is confirming that the U.S. has sent military inspectors into Ukraine. In other words, there are U.S. boots on the ground in Ukraine. That's a big development. Only a few of them. 
and they're only there supposedly to inspect weapons to make sure that the appropriate weapons are getting there to the front lines in Ukraine to make sure what is being sent from the U.S. by U.S. taxpayers actually ends up to the men and women who are right there on the front lines fighting for freedom in Ukraine. And also just to keep an eye on everything and to facilitate with the training and other things. So this is a big, interesting development. It kind of leaked out and it makes you wonder, what does this mean for the war? And the reason I say this, the minute I heard that there were American boots on the ground, I thought of Vietnam. And a lot of you have thought about that, too, because remember, Vietnam started with sending some advisors in. They never officially declared war, remember, and then it escalated and escalated and escalated. And when you have more Americans on the ground, there's a propensity for who knows what could happen to them, who knows what role they get entangled with, who knows, even though it's going to be probably very clear cut what they're supposed to do, but... Is this exactly all that are on the ground? Are there more on the ground than we haven't been told of yet? Has there been a lot more to the story than meets the eye? And does this also open a huge can of worms? And this is what I'm most worried about. Vladimir Putin is clearly a madman. This is a guy who clearly is looking for any reason to further escalate the war on Ukraine and further brutalize the people of Ukraine. We just heard recently that he has basically put, it's almost 80% at one point of the city of Kiev, the capital city, basically put them in the dark, gave them no water. He's shutting off resources. He's trying to go after infrastructure. And he's trying to basically cut them off um, of civilization, if you will. You know, no water, no heat. It's cold there. It's getting very cold. And it's heading to a cold winter. So you see what he's trying to do. He's just trying to go after all the civilians as much as possible and hit those infrastructure targets. And he is continuing to pound them. And then there's been these allegations that he might try to do some sort of false flag saying that, well, Ukraine is trying to do this. And that's why we had to respond with even more brutal force and potentially even some sort of nuclear low level nuke. I mean, this is really strong language. And he's just looking for sort of any excuse any sort of fake excuse to basically go in and try to up the ante there in Ukraine and further brutalize the Ukrainian civilians. And so when I heard that American boots are on the ground, even though it's only, quote, for inspectors of weapons, you can imagine the headline that Vladimir Putin is going to use and go back to his people in Russia and use it for mega propaganda purposes. He's going to go back and say, see, look, there are American troops there on the ground. He's going to cut out the part that it's only a handful. He's going to cut out the part that it's only inspectors. And he's going to say, now there are American boots on the ground. We need to do X. We need to go after X. We need to, does this put us now in a bullseye with Vladimir Putin and his forces? Does this further escalate the war as opposed to organize and help the Ukrainians in the war effort? That's the big, big question. And you look at history, sometimes it's very hard when you put a little drip, drip, drip. uh, It's hard to get out. And who knows what could happen also, God forbid, to those American troops that are there now. We know that there's been a few protecting the U.S. Embassy prior to this. But now this takes it to another level where they are actually there on the ground looking at the weapons, inspecting the weapons, checking, even though 
Maybe it's for accounting purposes. Maybe it's for to give the message back to Congress. Yes, they're actually getting in the right hands. But you know darn well that Vladimir Putin will use this for propaganda purposes, and this could greatly escalate things. And also what deeply concerns me is the fact that we're less than a week away now from the midterm elections. We all were wondering, will there be some sort of wag the dog? Could there be some sort of bizarre October surprise or something that Putin might do or that our president might do? Was there something that could happen that could sort of try to be a distraction for the Democratic Party? People were worried that Biden might try to up the ante in Ukraine. So is that what this is about? You can't separate the fact it's less than a week. I think there's got to be some sort of politics around it because everybody knows the midterms are coming up. I don't find it a coincidence that it suddenly happens right now. What do you make of this timing and what does this mean to the war on Ukraine by Russia? Does this escalate the things and does this pull the U.S. into the war in a big, big way? What's surprising is, remember, we didn't even want to send MiGs. We didn't want to send air defenses at first. We basically were not going to do anything at first. And then we were drip, drip, drip with weapons. And now we're at the point where we're sending U.S. troops boots on the ground to inspect weapons. What do you make of that? I mean, this is uh, this has been a long journey since the war started in February, but it could actually get very bad very quickly. And that is my huge concern for America. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And by the way, who could forget? Remember President Biden? He was in Zhezhiv, Poland, right there on the border of Poland and Ukraine. And he's meeting with the 82nd Airborne at the G2A Arena, of which I'm an official ambassador of the G2A Arena. I've actually spoken at that arena, and that's where the 82nd Airborne is housed. And so there, he was there at the arena talking to all the different troops. Remember when he was visiting, he didn't go into Ukraine, which I think was a mistake too, but he went there right to the border. It's not too far away from the border. And he was talking to the 82nd Airborne during that visit. And at the time, he made this mistake that at the time was clearly a flub. But was he maybe portending what was to come, i.e. now these new developments that we just shared? Remember this big blunder? This was back in March. Take a listen. And you're going to see when you're there, some of you have been there, you're going to see, you're going to see women, young people standing, standing in the middle of the front of a damn tank, just saying, I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground. They're incredible. When you get there, you will see. And now the headlines are reading that U.S. military inspectors are in Ukraine. Wow. This is an enormous development, and I actually think this will escalate the war, uh, maybe not in a good way, and maybe very quickly. How does this also affect potentially the midterm elections? Um, Because typically, when there are heightened wars, if you look at it from a uh, political standpoint, it helps the president who is in power because you don't want to switch the commander in chief. However, remember, President Biden technically isn't on the ballot, and He doesn't seem to be campaigning very hard, and candidates don't really want him very much either because he's so down in the polls. It's like, oh, let's send him to Florida today in a race where already it looks like DeSantis is going to clean Charlie Chris clock. But let's send him there anyway. Let's send Biden there, and let's send Obama to all the key spots. But how does this complicate 
the midterms, and what do you make of the timing of this now? And are you as concerned as I definitely am tonight? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Charlie on line six. Charlie, your thoughts about this? Hi, Rita. Nice to talk to you. Uh, Yeah, when I heard the news, we were talking about uh, Biden sending the inspectors over to uh, Ukraine. Uh, It brought back memories of the good old days uh, of Vietnam. Um, I was there in the 68 Tet Offensive. They called that the bloodiest year of the Vietnam War. I don't know. We didn't know that at the time. We were just there following waters. But uh, I was one of the fortunate ones that uh, didn't uh, work with a ground-pounding group. We were Army Security Agency, and we were top-secret cleared. So that was our job, was basically communications. But uh, there were a lot of people who weren't so lucky. and, but that gave me that old feeling, uh, is this really only going to be inspectors there? Or are we really going to be seeing something like a 68 Tet Offensive again, only in the Ukraine? You know what? I thought about it, too. And because you were there, um, you know that it sort of started like that. And then it kind of enhanced, enhanced, enhanced. And there's always a risk when you send in um, Americans and you send more Americans in there. And now it's known that they're in there. And they're there for a particular purpose. Um, they're going to also be a prize, sadly, for the Russian military, too. I mean, I, I worry, uh, do they, you know, what if something happens to them? What if they get taken hostage? Um, you know, what, just like you said, will their mission, will it be a mission creep where it grows and grows and grows? And the next thing you know, just like you who were there in Vietnam, it rises to that level. It pulls us into something. Yeah, I think it's going to be also, like you had said, had mentioned, there's going to be, uh, a fun propaganda thing for Putin, too. So he's going to have a good time with that. Yeah, and that's my concern, that he is going to use this, even if it is for, quote, just as we, you know, as they're saying, say we believe everything on the surface, that it is indeed just for advisors or for inspectors. If indeed it is just that, you know that Putin, regardless, is going to use it and say, now they're sending military troops. He's going to broadcast it to his group. And they're going to say, oh, the U.S. has entered the war. I mean, that is not the case, but Putin doesn't care. He, the man is so, you know, detached from reality. And, and what scares me, Charlie, is I look at our commander of, in chief, and, and I've said this, and I've talked to so many people that are in, you know, very pivotal positions. I haven't heard one say that they believe that if Trump was president, that this, you know, that this war would have even happened to begin with that Putin wouldn't have dared to go into Ukraine under Trump. So this president, I think, is seen as weak. I think he opened the door with his minor offenses. All these comments, remember the minor incursion, he said, and that kind of opened the door. I mean, there's so many issues here. And then to think about what might happen now, how Putin might react to this now and other countries, um, other, you know, ne'er-do-wells and his, like, den of thieves. You know, he's got that group there uh, with Iran and China and everybody else. Where is this headed? And I don't really have confidence that this president can handle. Uh, he hasn't handled it so far. And if it gets uglier, it's going to be really scary with this president in control. What are your thoughts, Charlie? Well, my my opinion would have been uh, that I don't think uh, this uh, uh Theoretical commander in chief, uh, I don't think he could have handled walking into the Oval Office, let alone anything else. So, 
Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. He's he's having trouble, Charlie. He's having trouble big time, Charlie. Thanks so much. And Charlie, thank you for your service and, and uh, welcome home. Thank you very much for everything you did in Vietnam. God bless you. Thank you. Charlie, thank you very, very much. Let's go to Brian uh, in Pennsylvania. Brian, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. We love your show. We get so much information. This is horrifying news. The other day, this bumbling president, when he was talking about the oil companies, used the term, when you're at war. I don't know what he was talking about. Now I do. In my opinion, and I don't know much about it, but Ukraine is not a NATO country. And I think he's broken NATO protocol by putting troops into Ukraine. I'm, I'm very afraid of this. And this is another reason why the Republicans must sweep both houses so that we can cripple this administration. And our, I think our country is in great danger because of this, this development. And I believe everything you said, your talking points, Putin, Putin is going to use this as justification for killing God knows how many people. And not to mention, I feel that this move has shattered any other types of attempts that we had in bringing this conflict to a close. What do you think? Yeah, I I agree with you. I think Putin is going to use it and he's going to elevate it. And I also am very worried of putting American troops at risk. And I'm not confident, like you just talked about this president, Brian. I want to play a clip, actually, because you reminded me of what he even said today. I don't know if you heard what he said today. Um, He's out on the campaign trail. He can't remember if it's Ukraine or if it's Iraq. And he can't keep his story straight that his son, Bo, who died of cancer in America, says that, again, he repeats that he died in Iraq. It's it's really scary, Brian. So we've got now this escalation What a surprise, you know, less than a week before the midterms. Here it is, right? Huge election. They're lugging behind the Democrats in most of the polls. It looks like it's going to be a red wave, at least in the House and potentially House and Senate. They know they're getting beaten in the polls. And what a weird thing of the timing. I wonder what's what's the reason for the timing of this right now. To me, it's really concerning that he would do something that would clearly escalate things with Putin at this very, very moment. And yet at the same time, he can't keep his story straight of which country we're at war with. I mean, it's very bungly and fungly. Here is a, here is fungly. That's a new word. But here is, a, at least I can say it, right? But here is a Biden speaking, and he can't even remember where we're at war, and he can't remember where his son died. Take a listen, Brian. And they talk about inflation. You know, we're dealing with it for a whole second. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now because of a war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing. I mean, excuse me, the war in, in Ukraine. And uh, I think in Iraq because that's where my son died. All right, Brian, what's your reaction to that? That's frightening. You that know, this is this, the man who, who's going to be up against Putin potentially? My goodness. Yes. And, you know, Rita, when I hear things like this, I start to sweat. This man is not in control of his senses. And this this is so frightening to me. It's it's like the Titanic without a captain in in the bridge. He doesn't know what he's saying. The logic of this 
timing and procedure, putting boots in the ground. I don't understand it. And I don't understand why, um, you know, our leaders aren't just really speaking out against this. This is progressing into an extremely dangerous situation for the United States. Yeah, I 1000% agree. And and part of it is it's just coming out, Brian. So maybe there will be a lot more fallout of this in the next few days. But you are absolutely right. People need to speak out. Where is Congress saying, hey, where were we consulted on any of this? This is a development that maybe they should have been consulted. Uh, boy, so many questions. Brian, thank you very much. We're going to continue with your calls after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. And coming up in the next hour, we're going to continue also with your calls about this big development that American military personnel are now in Ukraine with their boots on the ground as a role as inspectors of checking the American weapons and equipment that have been sent there since the start of the Russian invasion. Does this escalate things? Also, some big developments also in the Paul Pelosi attack. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the still unanswered questions and why are some of these things still a mystery? Uh, it's really bizarre. And this guy pleads not guilty today after he admits to police what he did. Uh, boy. Lots of questions about that case. We're going to talk about all of that also in the next hour. Meantime, we're talking about the fact that the Pentagon is confirming that now American military personnel are inspectors on the ground in Ukraine with more to come. They're going to be led by Brigadier General Garrick Harmon. He is the U.S. defense attache to Ukraine. And to make sure that the weapons are getting in the Ukrainians' hands, that they're trained well, But does this escalate things in a big way? I'm deeply concerned about it. I'm concerned regardless, no matter who was president, but especially under this president and especially with Election Day now on November 8th, right around the corner. I am very suspicious of the timing and very concerned on how he could handle what could be Putin's response to this. Uh, Let's go to BJ, line six. BJ, your thoughts about this? Uh, Rita, excellent show per usual. Number one, this is the same president, Joe Biden, who ripped us out of Afghanistan and left billions of dollars in equipment, bases, weapons, and abandoned the Afghanistan people. So I really don't feel comfortable with him sending people over to Ukraine, even in a support capacity. I can't remember when a Democrat war ever worked out well. Uh, uh, for uh, the U.S. or for the ally or the country that they invaded on behalf of. No, you're I right. You're right. I can't. And this uh, president who can't even figure out whether it's, you know, you heard me probably playing BJ before. He can't figure out if it is, you know, Ukraine or if it's Iraq. I mean, he can't even figure out what country. He doesn't remember where his son died. His son died in America, not in Iraq. I mean, it, it's just it's really troubling. And I don't think this is a guy who could handle any escalation. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I know you're 
Breaking news. And tonight on the Rita Cosby show, some stunning developments that could escalate the war in Ukraine big time and bring in America. That is why this is of grave concern. The Pentagon stating and confirming after there were leaks that American military personnel are now in Ukraine there to help as inspectors to, quote, keep track of the billions of dollars worth of weapons and equipment that the U.S. has sent since the war started, since Russia invaded. But now announcing that there are more U.S. troops there, they will be under the command of Brigadier General Garrick Harmon, who is the U.S. defense attache to Ukraine. Many people are deeply concerned that this could bring the U.S. further involvement in the war in Ukraine. And this comes as Vladimir Putin has been pounding infrastructure targets, basically putting much of the capital city of Kiev in the dark. Eighty percent of the people said to be without power, many more without water. And he is really going after infrastructure targets, civilian targets, particularly in the last few weeks since that bridge to Crimea was blown up by the Ukrainians. And he has been talking about the use of low-level nuclear weapons. Now, with the word that American personnel are on the ground, even if it's in a very small, limited capacity for inspections, does this up the ante? It will certainly up the propaganda level for Putin. My first thought was Putin is going to use this. He's going to go back to his people and say, see, I told you, the U.S. has been there all along. Now there's boots on the ground. Wow. Wow. This to me could complicate things tremendously. We are dealing with a lunatic. We are dealing with a madman. And this now could further pull in America in a much bigger way. And it's a real concern with this president who can't keep it straight, whether he is in Iraq or whether he's in Ukraine, uh, where his son died. Remember, his son died afterwards, sadly, of cancer. His son died in America. But yet he keeps saying that his son died in Iraq, and he just seems to be all over the place. He's not consistent with even those basic facts, and he is now at the helm of what could be a very escalation in terms of U.S. involvement in Ukraine. This is serious stuff when you're dealing with somebody who has nukes, somebody who has the capability to use them, someone who's used chemical weapons in Syria— and someone who is just looking for an excuse to up the ante in Ukraine. And now maybe President Biden has given it to him. And that is a grave, grave concern. We're going to take your calls on that in a moment. And also, by the way, everybody, later on in this hour here on the Rita Cosby Show, we're also going to talk about the Paul Pelosi case because there are so many bizarre and weird things that are coming out about that. They're not releasing the 911 call. They're not releasing surveillance footage. Now we're finding out that Capitol Hill police actually were able to see the break-in on the cameras, but nobody was physically watching because it was sort of in the middle of the night. And then we're finding out that the guy who lived next door who is the only apparently sort of witness to this whole thing, apparently saw somebody casing the place with a black bag, then got in, and about a minute or two later, he says that he saw the police come. That doesn't fit with the same timeline that Paul Pelosi is saying. And then the guy today pleads not guilty. Uh, Not guilty? 
You know, I, I mean, what's going on here? What's going on with our crazy justice system? And why can't we just see the videotape? There just seems to be so many unanswered questions. And a lot of it is coming actually from law enforcement who keep sending mixed messages. And the DA there's like, no, you can't see the video. You can't see this. You can't see that. It just makes the it makes it murky. It makes it mysterious. It's like, what do you have to hide? It sounds like a horrible attack on 82-year-old Paul Pelosi. So why not just release the videotape? What's on the videotape? Why did they first say they were wrestling for the hammers? And why didn't police take the guy down? I mean, that's the one thing I keep wondering. You know I'm such a big supporter of law enforcement. But believe me, if I was a cop and I suddenly saw a crazy guy wrestling with a hammer, I'd shoot him in the leg. His arm was in a sling today, this guy, when he had an arraignment and he was in his orange jumpsuit, which I hope he stays in for the rest of his life. Um, But why not? Why doesn't he have a couple broken legs? Believe me, if I was in law enforcement, I would have shot him and had him knocked down so he wouldn't have been able to swing at Paul Pelosi. I mean, there's some weird things that we still just don't know. Why couldn't they say who answered the door? Why couldn't they say how many hammers were there? I mean, there's just some really weird things. And this is what Senator Tom Cotton had to say earlier today, because he says it's just opening up a lot of weird, weird comments from people going, what are we missing here? Take a listen. They should release the 9-11 tape. They can release security camera footage, which I'm sure the Pelosi House had. They can release body camera camera footage. Um, But the media is not inquiring about that in the same way, for instance, that they almost never inquired about what was happening on the January 6th committee interviews. You know, we never have had transcripts of those interviews, only selective nuggets. So is there more to the story? And why is everything still such a mystery at this point? It does not make any sense. And something that is no longer a mystery is now we are learning again that American military personnel are in Ukraine, boots on the ground, in a very small, limited, limited, limited capacity as inspectors there on the ground. But does this up the ante? And are you deeply concerned what President Vladimir Putin will do right now? This is scary stuff. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And here we are, a week away from Election Day. Everybody said they were concerned that this president might do something major to maybe get us into war, to do something that could be a distraction. I hate to say that, but this does often happen sometimes when you're near an election. The Democrats were not ahead, as it looked like in a lot of polls. Do you wonder about the timing of this? I certainly wonder about the capacity of this president to handle just what will be a very intricate, much more complex matter now that it's gotten out that American troops are indeed in there in a very small way. But they are there nonetheless. one 800 848 Nine two two two. Let's go to Christine, line four. Christine, your thoughts about this? Hi, Rita. Thank you. I think you hit the nail on the head. This is, to me, not a president, but a Manchurian candidate. And we've seen this happen before when they start a war to keep the presidential power in place. They want him to stay there. Oh, he's a war president. Uh, and the other thing, I believe that his strings are being pulled by Obama. You have Liz Cheney in the background. Halliburton stock recently has gone up. Oh, that's interesting. That's Isn't interesting. That interesting? When, did, when did that go up, Christine? It went up a couple of days ago. I heard a report on Wall Street, and they said Halliburton was up 
they said uh, General Motors, GM, I guess that's General Motors, General Motors, and uh, I think Coca-Cola or something like that. But if Halliburton goes up, you see the Cheney uh, mark in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's and- interesting. You, you know what's scary? You bring up the point that I just said to Christine about the timing. What do you make? Here it is. You know, election night is going to be a week from now. Um, and by the way, um, myself and Dominic Carter will be doing election coverage. Uh, all of you know Dominic and adore Dominic as I do. So the two of us are going to be leading the helm from 8 to 10 on election night um, when the results come in. Um, and then I'll be doing the show with all of you. And then Dominic after me, we've got just an action-packed time here, guys. Um, but what are your thoughts about the fact that here it is, a week away, uh, you can't, you know, you can't mistake the fact that politics are coming in here. Definitely. And what they want to do is keep the, the Democrats in power. This guy, as I said, he's a Maturian candidate. There's one other thing, if you please, I would love to say. We have Mehmet Oz fighting for the Senate seat in Pennsylvania, but he has not mentioned uh, uh, that horrible scandal uh, about the um, uh, the death panels that Sarah Palin revealed, and it's interesting because the author of the death panels, uh, Zeke Emanuel, the doctor, is head of medical ethics in the University of Pennsylvania, and if the senior citizens of the United States and others hear about this, they remember the death panels as Zeke Emanuel saying seniors deserve health care based on their lifespan and their usefulness to society. You know what? I remember that. Yeah, I rem- that's a great point, Christine. That should be brought up because that was so unbelievable, uh, just treating them as a number. And it was just so horrible and so distasteful. And you're right. Um, that was part and parcel there and everything in Pennsylvania. And it looks like, by the way, the latest polls do have Oz up since the debate. And Fetterman did another interview, in fact, today, and it was like, uh, 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 like, I mean, it, it's like the guy can't even get a sentence out. If you thought he was bad in the debate, he was even more, more horrible in a one-on-one. Um, and I don't know how he would ever be able to function as a Pennsylvania senator or any senator right now. I wish him well. I want him to recuperate from the stroke. Uh, but I also want the people of Pennsylvania to have somebody who can represent them and articulate the message that they need. Christine, thank you uh, very, very much. Really, really appreciate it. Let's go to Eddie, line three. Eddie, your thoughts about this? Oh, Rita, I have a uh, compliment, and uh, then I'm going to have you ask me questions. The compliment is that uh, my my friend Barbara Von Bauer concurred with me today. I met you at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Uh, I was talking to Rudy Giuliani, and I turned around, and I saw this blonde lady, and it was you. And I said, my Polish-Danish cousin, you said, Eddie, and this was set up by John Kathmatidis for Bernard McGurk. You said, Eddie, I'm so glad you came here. I kissed you on the cheek, and if I had been to Smith & Lewinsky, the restaurant where people went, I probably would have talked to you for five hours. So what do you want to ask me about? you want to ask me about um, Joe Facade Biden? Do you want to ask me about the subways? Uh, what would you like to talk about? Well, first off, Eddie, it's great to reconnect with you. And I do remember when you came, which was so beautiful, uh, to pay tribute to our great friend and colleague Bernard Mergurk when we did that uh, Mass in St. Patrick's. And it was so lovely meeting you in person. Thank you for coming. It meant so much. Um, you know, as we're talking about 
President Biden right now. Um, what do you make of the fact of the timing that he is doing this? Here it is. It's a week before the election. Uh, this to me is really scary, Eddie. And, you know, I care so much about American security. I love this country. I know you do, too. And I'm really worried about this president uh, getting in over his head. I think he already is. Um, and I think he's handled this whole thing with Ukraine just horrible from the very beginning, because I think had he shown a message of force, I think Putin never would have entered. I don't think he ever would have entered if Trump was in power. Uh, most people, you know, everybody I've talked to, I should say, has believed that, too. And many people who are you know, very involved in foreign policy absolutely believe that. And yet here we are now, and he's escalating things, so it seems, right before a major midterm elections. Uh, what do you what do you make of this? And are you concerned? I'm concerned that this guy, this guy can't handle getting off the stage, you know, can't handle shaking the right hand. And now, you know, he might be in the crosshairs of Vladimir Putin, thanks to him. I am so concerned for America. And one more thing I have to tell you that uh, you are prettier than your pictures. You're, you're prettier in person. You really are. You're you're a gorgeous Danish Polish lady, <laughs> really. But we love you from the inside out. So thank uh, you. By the way, Ed, thank you very much. I appreciate oh, the compliment. Boy. Thank you. Oh, it's Rodney Dangerfield would say I have a good face for radio. <laughs> but, uh, I, think, I, I, I love Rodney. He's the best. <laughs> respect on your radio show. I really, I, I love you. Um, so I, I, I think that I, I think that uh, Biden, he's a facade. I'm a nuclear medicine technologist, so I've, I've seen everything in dementia. And I, I've been to, you know, all kind of conferences. He, he, he doesn't have it together, you know, but he gets angry and he can yell and read a teleprompter. But other people are getting us into this problem because if you inspectors on the ground, you also have soldiers protecting them. And this is going to aggravate Putin. And Putin is just like, I, I don't, I, I, I'll think I'll call him a Hitler. He's like a madman. He's killed thousands of people. He's killed children. He's hit hospitals with missiles and everything. And I don't know why we didn't bring the, the Polish MiGs um, from Poland, um, where you and my dad was in the Army Air Corps. Um, and I, I've flown a Czech MiG flighter before. They're great. Great planes. Yeah, and, and, really and Ed, I think they should have tried to sneak them in before things got escalated. I mean, imagine if he had brought in the MiGs early on. Poland wanted to bring them in, and basically the U.S. said, at first they said, oh, yeah, we'll help you, basically. And then they're like, oh, no, 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 we're not going to help you after Putin threatened them. Um, so the U.S. said, okay, well, Poland, you have to go it alone. And then Poland didn't want to be the only ones bringing in uh, MiGs. And then... They, But he should have just brought him in. He should have brought in tons of equipment early on and said, Putin, don't you dare come in. But he did it way too little, way too late, still hasn't brought the MiGs in. And now he's putting American boots on the ground in a limited form. But I agree with you. I think it, it really escalates things. And I think Putin, who is a madman, like I agree with you, I think he's going to use this for major propaganda and it really escalates things. And that's what concerns me, especially with this guy, as you appropriately say, is a facade. Uh, Ed, thank you very much. Dziękuję bardzo, my friend, my Polish friend. Thank you. We're going to continue with your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
I think that's Ed's song to me. After he met me there at St. Patrick's, Ed, he was actually very nice. He was a gentleman and very gracious. And he's half Polish. And his dad's in the Army Air Corps. So I love him for many, many different reasons. Thank you, Ed, for calling in. We always love hearing from our fans. And it was so nice to have so many of you come out and also pay tribute to our great colleague, uh, the late Bernie McGurk. I'm broadcasting, by the way, from the Bernard McGurk studio. I love that they named the big studio NWABC after him, which, of course, is our flagship station here for the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Audio Network. We are talking, of course, about President Biden. And boy, the fact that now it has come out that there are at least a number of American military personnel, boots on the ground in Ukraine, serving as inspectors of our weapons that we have sent, billions of dollars worth of weapons. And yet many people are concerned that this is mission creep and that this could be a little bit like what happened in Vietnam, the sort of creep creep, creep. It started with advisors coming in. And the next thing you know, it escalated to a war that never was again, remember, officially declared a war. But could this be dragging us in? And is this the president who could handle it? Uh, There are so many concerns tonight. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Alex, line four. Alex, your thoughts about this? Uh, Yes, I just want to say that our spy satellites have sufficient resolution to read a license plate. So we could just use the satellites to track most of the weapons. We don't need the soldiers to do that. That's a great point. So why do you think they're sending them in then, Alex? That's a great point. Well, the purpose of the soldiers is really as a feeler to test the reaction of the American public just in case uh, uh, Biden chooses to engage in a broader military conflict with Russia or China. In the case of China, it would be over Taiwan. In the case of Russia, it would be over Ukraine. It's just a feeler. I encourage everybody to go out there and protest and condemn this this mission creep because I don't want to see American blood sacrificed for the Ukrainians or the Taiwanese. You know, that's an, you bring up a, a powerful point, Alex, that this could be sort of a test um, because it came out. And why would you put them in? Just like you said, I mean, there's certainly got to be other ways to monitor it. Um, and they also do have some people there already um, that were supporting the U.S. Embassy there in Kiev. Why not use some of them or farm it out even, you know, to somebody who you trust? Um, it is interesting, and let's pray that that is not the case. We're going to continue, everybody, with your calls and also new developments in the Paul Pelosi case. That and more after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, where we honor our great military and their families, a man from Aspen was the guest of honor at a packed Aspen Elks Lodge earlier this month when more than 150 people attended a celebratory dinner there to honor Lieutenant Colonel Dick Merritt, retired from the military for his contributions to Veterans Affairs. Merritt served in the Marine Corps for 22 years and the Navy for four years. He's also known to many there for the role that he plays, presiding over Aspen's Veterans Day and Memorial Day services. 
He is also the co-founder of the Western Slope Veterans Coalition based there in the area, which serves veterans who need help readjusting to civilian life. Huts for Vets, which is another initiative that Lieutenant Colonel Dick Merritt helped start, brings veterans who have experienced trauma on trips to the 10th Mountain Division Wilderness Huts. He also led the effort to create the Veterans Memorial next to the courthouse there in Aspen. And for all of his great work, he was honored at this beautiful dinner. People said that Dick Merritt is a true American patriot. They just don't make him like Dick Merritt anymore. How beautiful that he was honored and recognized for not just his active duty service, but all of his incredible service after the military, helping our great veterans, especially those transitioning to civilian life, which is a very, very important thing and often very difficult for our men and women in uniform. Well, we were just talking about the fact that our men and women in uniform are now on the ground there in Ukraine in a small capacity, a big development coming tonight uh, that apparently the Pentagon is confirming that at least some, we don't know how many, are there on the ground already, more to come, serving as inspectors of U.S. military weapons. And all I could think about when this came out was, remember when Biden made what was now, maybe he was prescient, but at the time, it was a gaffe. It was a big old gaffe, and there he was in southern Poland. And remember, he was talking to the 82nd Airborne, and he said, uh, you know what, when you get into Ukraine and everyone, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, is he sending troops in? Well, now at least a small amount of troops are there. Big news coming out in the last few hours. And maybe Biden knew something when he made this statement to the 82nd Airborne a few months ago. Remember this one? They were there in Poland and he was visiting the troops in Poland. And you're going to see when you're there, some of you have been there, you're going to see, you're going to see women, young people standing, standing in the middle of front of a damn tank, just saying, I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground. They're incredible. Yeah, when you get there, and now we are finding out that a number of them are there as, quote, inspectors, but does this open the door and basically open the mission for American military. That's the scary thing. Does this bring the U.S. further into the war? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And here it is, a week before U.S. elections. Let's go to Denise, line four. Denise, your thoughts about this? Hi, Rita. I'm in total agreement with you. I think that this move is calculated. Uh, we've got a feeble-minded president, number one, and I think that the he's definitely being manipulated. And I think because the Democratic Party sees that they are sinking, that they will dig deep in order to divert attention in any way possible. So I am definitely very concerned about this new development, about uh, our country being boots on the ground, which I think the feeble president said a while ago, no boots on the ground, and I'm concerned about our, our definitely our military, the safety of our country, our military, and the fact that, that we've got a feeble-minded president that's being manipulated. I definitely think that this is a maneuver and it's a strategy to divert attention from the bit, midterms. And, you know, Denise, um, 
I don't trust a lot of what he says, and that saddens me because when it comes to military issues, I think about, remember, with Afghanistan, when he pulled out of Afghanistan, we will leave no one behind. Well, he did. You'll never see, you know, Americans airlifted off the embassy. Well, they were. Um, you know, it's like he, he left that in such distress. He broke like 20 promises on that one and his biggest promise to never leave anybody behind. And so, you know, I don't trust when he said, like you, you bring up eloquently, he said, no boots on the ground. Here we are. There are at least some boots on the ground. At least that promise is broken somewhat. And the fact that it is just, you know, a week before the elections, I find the timing so questionable, Denise. To me, it seems there's something really fishy about the timing and the fact that this kind of leaked out. Um, there's something really, I think, um, manipulative about it. Uh, it really, it just has such a bad taste in my mouth. And it comes at a time, you know, where Putin is just looking for trouble there. He's looking to, to any reason to escalate even further than what he's already doing. So it scares me, too, because just as you said, this president is so bumbly, fumbly. Um, I have no confidence that he can handle um, just a, an evil ne'er-do-well like Putin. It scares me. It really does. Um, Denise, thank you very much. Let's go to Pete. Line five. Pete, your thoughts about this? Hi, Rita. Yeah, you know, this is very uh, worrisome. Look, my idea, my feeling is to protect Poland and all the states around there, you know, around Ukraine. Absolutely. But this is crazy announcing that you're going in right before the election. These morons, this is going to hurt them and help the Republicans, and I'm happy about that because nobody wants to go into a, a war right now. I mean, please. Where this is yeah, and Norman's teasing me across when Mike Steiner in Staten Island have a nice breakfast, and he's make he's mimicking me while I'm on the phone to get me nervous, which you can do very easily. But you calm me down. It was nice to hear from Ed. I remember him over at the church with a service for Bernie. Nice guy. Nice to hear him again, and uh, lovely hearing you, Rita. Thank so, you, and uh, and Pete, you got you got to tell hi to Norman. I love that you guys are together, and uh, and you guys are both so terrific. I love your calling from Mike Steiner. That's great, Pete. Thank you. You're terrific, my friend, and give Norm my best too. Thanks, Pete. Uh, let's go to Tommy. Line three, Tommy. Your thoughts? Yeah. Good evening, Rita. It's Tommy. Two times. Two times. It's um. First, I would like to to recognize the great work Bernie McGurk did. Uh, he had honesty. He was humble. He was very intelligent and very cogent. And I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss you, Bernie. But I always remember you. Absolutely, he was the best, the best. Thank yeah. you for saying that, Tommy, because we miss him totally, very much. What I wanted to talk about was the new development with our uh, with, our, with the inspectors that we sent over to Ukraine. Um, um, we can be pushing who doesn't look well himself right now. And I don't think he's 100% mentally, you know. Um, I spent 16 and a half years in the United States Army, and I got hurt, and they, they retired me. But after seeing, you know, the younger generation that's going on today and the new new Army that they got now, I think that all of our retired soldiers are going to have to come back if this gets escalated anymore because I I, I believe in freedom. And I'm, you know, and I'm just, I, I, I just... I don't want any problems. And there's one other thing I want to say. Uh, yesterday I was speaking about speculation. Uh, the caller from uh, Forest Hill, you know, talking about, did like me speculating about Pelosi. Well, I, I tried, um, you know, learning to be, be a patient. I tried. The, 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 the media doesn't do anything for you. The cops are not doing nothing. 
you know, and, and until they start giving us reliable information, I'm going to speculate. So your buddy in Forest Hills is going to have to live with it. Absolutely. Well, listen, it's America and free speech all the way, Tommy. Thank you very, very much. Great to hear from you. And let's go to Elena, line two. Elena, your thoughts about all this. Good evening, Rita. Good evening. I love your show. It's so intelligent. I listen to you every night. Thank you. Thank you. That puts a huge smile on my face that you're tuning in, Elena. We love that. All the time. And I have a lot of friends that are tuning in. Thank you. That's great. What do you think, Elena? Elena, by the way, you're a little hot, so move away from the, the receiver a little. You're a little hot there. Okay. Okay. I'm a little handicapped right now, so am, am I better? It's a, it's, a, it's a little scratchy. You know what? Do me a favor, Elena. Call back, and we'll put you on, but you call back, okay? Call back right away, and we'll look for your call. Thank you so much, Elena. We love you, and we want to hear what you have to say. Um, let's go to Tom in Boston. Go ahead, Tom. Your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Hey, Rita. I, I don't know if you know what's going on. This goes back a long time, back to 2014. This, the uh, Ukraine is a fascist state. The uh, Azov uh, Battalion are all fascists. They fought for Hitler in World War II. And the reason why Putin is in there is the Donbass region is full of Russian-speaking people, and they're Ukrainians, but they've been attacked by the Azov Battalion. They've lost close to 15,000 Russians, and they wanted the Russians to come in and help them out. So the Russians come in, and they said to the Russians, you cannot leave until you get rid of the, uh, these Nazis, because when you leave, they're only going to come back and kill us. Really, this goes back to 2014. Well, and Tom, it- Tom, Tom, I can tell you also that there's still whatever, you know, you're saying – there is zero excuse for, you know, Russia coming in and taking over another country and brutalizing another country and doing what it's done. And now um, the latest development is that U.S. troops there are on the ground, at least in a small capacity, as, quote, inspectors of weapons. Are you concerned, um, regardless of what you're talking about, um, are you concerned that it's going to really pull the U.S. in? Real quick. I'm, I'm very concerned, Rita. This uh, buffoon we have as president of the United States, he doesn't know what he's doing. And I think he's so corrupt. He, he was corrupt in Ukraine. He, he got millions out of Ukraine, I believe. And he that's why he's over there. And uh, he's, he's going to get us involved too much in there. Well, and I and Tommy, I can't I can't escape the fact of the timing of all this, too. I mean, that is the huge Huge concern, given the timing of all this. You know, it just it looks so transparent with the election starting and Putin, who I believe is a complete madman. Uh, the fact that he's in there um, and is looking for an excuse, looking for any opportunity. That, to me, is really, really scary. Um, one other thing we want to talk also. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Somebody says it's a good move. Hang on. Let's go to David real quick. Line eight. Go ahead, David. Rita, hi. Listen, I've, I've spoken to you before, and I want to talk. I don't want to be cut off, okay? I like you a lot. you got to listen to me, okay? Would you please? Sure. Go ahead, Dave. You're on the air. I let, I'm listening okay. to you. Everybody's okay. listening to okay. you. Go okay. ahead. Okay. Okay. Well, good. I, I was in the military in England for Sarajevo, for the former Yugoslavia, and they were shelling Sarajevo relentlessly. And we did a, a missile strike, a cruise missile strike. And that was the end of that. The Russians are losing this war. And Putin 
excuse me, Sergei Lagerov on Saturday or Sunday challenged us saying that this is a this is a Cuban missile crisis for us. And he's demanding that we negotiate with them on those terms. This is the best move you could make. And they do not. And it's not can't be used for propaganda because the Russian people know they're losing. And this is a this is the move they had to make. The Russians do not want us over there. And you're going to see this thing calm down. I truly, truly believe that. So and one by, other by thing the way, gonna... David, that's interesting. You think that this could actually solidify um, maybe a coming to an end that the Russian people go, "Uh oh, you know, this is uh, the U.S. is now stepping up and that that Russia is going to the people there, certainly not the not the people, not uh, not uh, Putin and his uh, henchmen, but the people there. Um, will somehow galvanize and protest the war even more. The problem is, you know, Putin is so in control in that country, David. I mean, to me, um, I wish that were the case, that there would be something to push him out immediately and that the people would have the power over there. But that certainly doesn't seem to be the case with this nut. Listening to me. You're not listening to me. Uh, actually, I am, David, but go ahead. Well, can I talk? And then let me talk. Please. All right, David, David, let me talk. David, well, my goodness. Talk. I can't imagine being well, married to you. Your, your wife must well, be I, like, I, your wife must be like uh, earplugs. Go ahead, David, you, continue. Okay, because I know this stuff. I have experience. I'm educated. We have the best people. Well, I think the rest of the audience is too, David. You're not the only yeah, but, brilliant one, but go ahead. We have the brightest, smartest, most talented people on the planet in our U.S. military. And as if Mr. Biden has a sleepy appearance or persona, good, I'm glad, because he's not edgy. He's not reactionary. But we, the last thing I'm going to say is we're all naive. We have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. I've been in those situations, and we. this is the right chess move. You wait for it. Now, let, Russians, let, me, let me just take wait, 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 my hang on. No, finish, hang on. No, David, finish. David, David, hang on. I've let you talk a bit. You just got to calm down. Just remember, there's other people in the world other than you. But let me just ask you. You think that this president, what, you think he's like a brilliant mathematician? Is that what I just sort of heard you say, that this is like a brilliant chess move by him? This is a, this is, listen, Rita, he's not doing this on his own. We have a team of people you cannot imagine. Oh, I'm sure. You, you, you can only imagine, Rita, you've never been in that situation. You don't know, you're naive. Blow a fish, um, you're actually, actually, David, hang on one second. You know, two things. First off, let me tell you, my father was a tortured prisoner of war. So let's get one thing straight. I think I understand war. I grew up with it. I saw the scars on my father's body. Okay, so that's one. Two is I also covered the Pentagon. I've spent time talking to the generals. I've spent time talking to a lot of these people. And you make it sound like everybody else who's called in the show is a bunch of dumbos and you're the brilliant one. I appreciate your views. But disparaging other people on the show is not going to, like, curry favor with anybody listening to the show. And they're not going to want to think you're brilliant if uh, if you're not kind to other people. But go ahead, David. I've been inside the ropes, Rita. I've been, you have to trust me. You don't respect my experience. I've been inside the ropes. No, like no, no. Guy. I do respect you. You just don't oh, respect anybody else. But go ahead. Me. And, and listen to me. They have, they have a plan. General Austin, excuse me, he's sec deaf now. That guy is brilliant. He's West Point. These people are smart. And this is the move we had to make. And I'm going to get up. You just wait for the next week or so. The Russians are going to scream bloody murder. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? And that's as far as it's going to go. And I, by the way, President Biden is the commander in chief. 
and I respect him. He's our president. Okay? All right. So, so David, hold on one second, and let me play your commander-in-chief what he said a few hours ago. Here he is. And they talk about inflation. You know, we're dealing with it for a couple seconds. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now of a war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing, I mean, excuse me, the war in, in Ukraine, and uh, thinking of Iraq because that's where my son died. All right, so two things. First off, David hung up because he couldn't handle the heat. Can you imagine living with this guy? David, you are, uh, what do we call it, a chicken? That's one thing, too. All right? But First off, he was just saying that that Biden, some like, uh, you know, like he's what, Winston Churchill? You got to be kidding me. That guy can't even remember what country he's at war with. Yes, he does have a team. And by the way, uh, David is correct that, of course, the president has a lot of people involved and every situation is different. I hope, by the way, everybody, that David is correct, um, that indeed um, maybe this might push Putin out. Um, I pray to God that David is correct, and I appreciate his opinion. I respect hearing from everybody. Uh, what I don't like is the fact that he thinks nobody else is correct but him. The good news is he just calls into the show. Can you imagine living with a guy like that? That's when you're like, I want a divorce, honey. Five seconds. Oh, my goodness. No, I don't need to walk down the aisle. I, I, I got I to, gotta like... Uh, Cut my toenails instead today and hang out with him. 1-800-848-9222. Boy, we hear from everybody here. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, the good news is none of us have to live with David from New Jersey. But we're still trying to get over that guy. Can you imagine having to live with someone like that? My ears are blown out. 1-800-848-9222. Good news. Elena's back on. Elena, bring some sanity. Thank you, Elena. Yes, and I'm going to try to be soft-spoken. You can be any way you want to because we love you. You're already a lot nicer than David is, Elena, so go ahead. Thank you, Rita. <laughs> Although, uh, by the way, Rita? I love hearing from everybody. It makes it interesting. Okay. First, I want to, before I, I say anything else, I will open with a statement. Ukrainians have, over the centuries, suffered genocidal events from the Russians, and we have lost millions of people. This war is another genocidal event. So, what Oops, Elena, we lost you. We lost you again. But I heard what you said, that this is another genocidal event. Um, and it certainly is a catastrophe. Um, let's go to Pamela on line eight. No, sadly, we lost Elena, but at least we got a little bit of it there. Uh, Pamela, go ahead. Uh, good evening. Uh, I remember Vietnam. I remember being a preteen and watching boy after boy after boy go off to war dying. My brother's number came up. His friend was killed. Oh. Street after street being named after the dead uh, soldiers. And you know what? They didn't even get the benefit of being treated like the heroes that they were because it wasn't a real war, you know. It wasn't real. No, I remember right. that. A whole That's generation wiped. A whole generation wiped out. This smells like Vietnam. So look out, public. A draft is coming soon because you're going to go up against the big boys of Russia and China. There's going to be a draft. So your sons, your your husbands, 
and your daughters now will be called out in mass in a draft. Uh. So if this is an October surprise, just think of that public, a vote that way. A draft has got to come to go up against these big boys. And this is exactly how Vietnam started. You know, exactly. Pam, I Pam, remember it. I pray, um, obviously, and I know you do, too, um, that that doesn't happen. But I had chills down my spine when I saw that we had inspectors, quote, on the ground. Um, and it reminded me, just as you said, of Vietnam um, with advisors on the ground. And then the next thing you know, the next thing happens and the next thing happens. And it is a really scary, slippery slope. Look, I hope uh, David, who just called before, as crazy as he was um, and how rude as he was, uh, despite all that, um, his point about that maybe this might be pulling Putin's bluff and he pulls out. I don't think that miracle is going to happen. I wish it would. Um, but I also pray it certainly doesn't get um, to where you're talking about. Let's pray that um, that it doesn't get to that. And let's pray that uh, maybe there's some master strategy here that we all don't see. And let's just hope that Putin, who I believe is a madman, uh, doesn't up the ante or use it even for propaganda and now take this to a whole other level. This is scary stuff. And we're going to continue everybody talking about this tomorrow. I appreciate all your calls. You know how much we love this country and you know how much we love our troops. And we'll be back with you guys tomorrow night. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.